War. War never changes. The Romans waged war to gather slaves and wealth. Spain built an empire from its lust for gold and territory. Hitler shaped a battered Germany into an economic superpower. But war never changes. In the 21st century, war was still waged over the resources that could be acquired. Only this time, the spoils of war were also its weapons. Petroleum and uranium. For these resources, China would invade Alaska, the U.S. would annex Canada, and the European Commonwealth would dissolve into quarreling, bickering nation-states bent on controlling the last remaining resources on Earth. In 2077, the storm of World War had come again. In two brief hours, most of the planet was reduced to cinders. And from the ashes of nuclear devastation, a new civilization would struggle to arise. A few were able to reach the relative safety of the large underground vaults. Your family was part of that group that entered Vault 13. Imprisoned safely behind the large vault door, under a mountain of stone, a generation has lived without knowledge of the outside world. Life in the vault is about to change. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another episode of Geek Anthology. I am your host, Neil Cordray, and I am joined tonight only, actually, by... The one true Ben. And this is the first uh, series of episodes that we're going to be, uh, that we're going to be playing. Uh, you might have already guessed at what they're going to at uh, their content, but we are calling them War. War never changes. Um, it's going to be a retroact uh, retroactive, a retrospective, a radioactive retrospective. There we go. That that, that, that almost sounds like I planned it. Um, <laughs> of the uh, of the Fallout games. Um, I love that improv. Yeah, sure. Right. Um, hmm. We're drink, uh, I'm drinking a Sierra Madre Martini tonight, uh, so I'm getting plus 75 hit points for the next four minutes. 20, uh, it was what, four endurance and two strength? Two strength, four endurance. Mm -hmm. And only a 30% chance of alcohol addiction. Right. Uh, <laughs> and tonight in theme, I what Ben is drinking is purified water. I can now, since I have the medic perk, I'm getting more hit points back because of this. Oh, man. I should have. I shouldn't have focused everything in small guns. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't focus everything in small guns. Small, you did. Yeah. You did take the party boy. You did take the party boy perk. Mm. That way, you can't get uh, addicted to alcohol. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> now, actually, people have people have talked to me like Neil. You, you see, you seem like you can, you drink a lot. Yeah, I drink a lot during the podcast. It's also the only time I drink. Right. Um, it's it's at, during for the podcast. Or like, at a party, I don't just like crack open a beer at home, <laughs> which is weird because I've got a refrigerator full of beer. But that's beside the point. Yes, but that beer is old, man. Yeah, it gets better with age, right? No, wait, no, that's that's wine. Never mind. That's wine and hard liquor. <laughs> In any case, harder liquor than you have. Hey, I've got eighteen-year-old scotch. Yeah, but when it started out in your in your in your fridge as five year old scotch. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, that that stuff I bought is eighteen year old. No, just kidding. I know. In any case, we digress. Man, do we digress? It we is, always digress. It's common, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be talking about the following games. We're going to be trying to dedicate an episode to each of them. So 
Um, obviously, today we're starting with Fallout Tactics Brotherhood of Steel, right? No, wait, no, no, we're not even going to do an episode on that. Here's what we have to say about yeah, that, Fallout Tactics. That, that, that got you a screw you look. Yeah. Only you can see that. Here is what we have to say about Fallout Tactics Brotherhood of Steel. It is a game that was made. Moving on. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, it shares, this is what it shares with the actual Fallout um, Fallout franchise. It's set in the same universe. The names. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything else, I don't know. It, I mean, it's a moderately good, to, to, to be a little more fair, it's a moder- moderately good XCOM knockoff. Um, that had no purpose being made because if I'm going to play an XCOM game, I'm going to play fucking XCOM. Right. Yeah. Uh, and yes, XCOM was a thing back then, kitties. I know <laughs> it got rebooted as just XCOM, but there was XCOM before that that was also just called XCOM. And it was but- a tactics-based shooting game. But Fallout, now Fallout and Fallout One, or just Fallout and Fallout Two, were isometrics. Yeah, they were isometric turn-based RPGs uh, mm-hmm. made by the uh, by the late great studio called Interplay, also sometimes called Black Isle. Also, the uh, the creative minds behind Icewind Dale and uh, mm, Planescape Torment, one of the best. Uh, one of one of perhaps the best D and D computer games of all time. Also isometric, top down isometrics. Also top top down isometrics, um, and this was actually to skip ahead to Fallout Three just momentarily. Actually, was why I was very resist- resistant to Fallout Three initially, um, but then I played some Oblivion. I was like, okay, I can get behind this. <laughs> yeah. Um, in Fallout, the thing I like about Fallout. Especially having played all five Fallout games up to Fallout Four. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah, that number gets screwy. Yeah, it's like it's like the uh, it's like the Assassin's Creed games. You got Assassin's Creed, you got Assassin's Creed Two, then you have three more Assassin's Creed Two games, and then you have Assassin's Creed Three. Right. <laughs> so then they have Fallout, Fallout Two, Fallout. Eh, yeah, know. that that one game. Um. Um. <laughs> then you have Fallout. Uh, three. Mm-hmm. Then you have Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. Then you have Fallout Four. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going <laughs> one, two, three. New Vegas Four. Okay. <laughs> hey, you're counting. You're counting like a musician. They only know how to count to four. Right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I say that because I play the violin. <laughs> um, and it's you know it's uh, very different. Yeah, you, you get a major change. Mm-hmm. A couple major changes between those two. We'll cover those later. Yeah. But, but Fallout 1, um, mm-hmm. the game that started it all. Yeah. One of my earliest gaming memories is watching my cousin play this game, um, much to the uh, complete unawareness of my uh, mother, who would have been aghast because I was like, I don't remember. <laughs> I was however young I, young I was when the game first came out. 96? So... Seven? Yeah, I'm young-ish. I hang my head in shame. I'm sorry, Ben. I'm not trying to make fun of your age this time. That's okay. It kind of does itself. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you're just you're just more you just have more experience points than I do. This is true. <laughs> um, but yeah. But here's the other thing. This came out in 1995, 96. Somewhere in there, yeah. So little has been retconned. Yeah. 
Um, I don't think anything's actually been retconned. The only thing that's really happened is that Harold got an end to his story. To a certain extent. Depends, depending upon what, what you do as the, uh, as the lone wanderer in... Um, in 3. In 3. I actually never managed to find the place that Harold was, in, was at in 3. I, <laughs> I heard that he was in there, but <laughs> I couldn't work out how to get to him. Yeah, it takes kind of maybe sad. I'll have to show you that trail. Yeah. Um, but you know, it lays down, um, you know, the, the basic, you know, the annexation of Canada, mm-hmm. the invasion of Alaska. Yeah. Um, Although I've I've always wondered why the hell is it China invading Alaska and not Russia? Russia is closer. <laughs> I, I'm just just talking logistically. China should invade Mongolia and then you know the Koreas first. Right. Maybe India. Well, well that would be one hell of a war. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah. Um and also there's nothing in Alaska. Oil. I guess there's oil in Alaska, never mind. And that's what they were there for. Yeah, resources. Mm-hmm. It's a resource war. And yeah, and and mm. the um I mean, they, they get the date that never varies. They, mm-hmm. you know, two hours, everything is destroyed. Um, now, in it's kind of weird because in Fallout, we see a lot of civilian weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, we see you know, we see the ubiquitous ten millimeter yeah. pistol, which is everywhere. Yeah, um, we see you know that goes all the way through the game. Yep. We also see the old Mauser. Um, we see the combat shotgun. Um, which is a, which is always one of the higher end mid game weapons in mm-hmm. in the Fallout One and Two. Get it usually around. Uh, I get you get it around Vault City in uh, in Fallout Two, and you get it uh, where in Fallout mm-hmm. around is the hub or um. Oh, I want to say not the hub, but where was that other place? Man, it's been such a long time since the place Fallout One. Right. Um, let's see here. Combat shotgun. Yeah. To the internet! To the internet! Actually, I'm going to get my laptop real quick. Okay. <sighs> For quick reference as well. Yes, it's a retrospective for which we are not fully prepared. Who would thunk it? Well, when you're dealing with something like Fallout, I mean, good God. It's like... <clears throat> Here we go. The Winchester City Killer. This is the one I was looking at earlier today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in two, you get the HK Cause, which yeah. is awesome. But my personal favorite was always the Pancor Jackhammer. <laughs> yes. Just because of the Jackhammer. But um, in later games, you get the drum magazine. Yeah, you're right. Set. You get it around the hub. Yeah, it was the hub. Yeah, because it's the hub. Because usually you go brother to uh, you go to the junk town, uh, followed by actually usually to the hub. Yeah. And then you either go to the necropolis or the boneyards. But yeah, I mean, with, the, with the combat shotgun, there is very little that survives that, especially when you go into automatic mode. Yep. Um. And that pretty much stays, although the although the the shape changes in the later games, but you still have the combat shotgun. Yeah. Um, and get the ten millimeter. Fallout one and two are the only two. Well, no, because you need also in three. We have the submachine gun. 
to, to numb your submachine gun. Mm-hmm. It disappears somewhere. There aren't any in in uh, in, in the yeah. in the Commonwealth. Which is funny because it's it's always well. Actually, I never use that gun myself. I always um, I always anytime I played the, played these games, I always played the um, the Fallout One and Two. I always played the leader of the motley crew. Um, except for when I played the kill everybody in the world, um, <laughs> playthroughs, which I'll get to. Um, but, uh, yeah, I always played high charisma, high speech, uh, usually high charisma, high speech, high barter, and high steel. See, I always went with high stealth. I was, I always went with a ninja. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was the thing also I loved about these, about, uh, the, the first two Fallout games, um, and to a lesser extent, the other ones, but especially the first two, there was no wrong way to play the game. Yeah, or you could get through everything. There, it, it, people talk about how, oh yeah, Fallout 4, pacifist run, and how that's a huge accomplishment. In Fallout 1 and 2, that was just a valid way to play the damn game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, you know, you, you convinced the master to kill himself at the end of the game. You have to you, you to do so. You have to collect some information, and yeah, I'm sorry. I should have mentioned there's there's going to be unmarked spoilers for the games at this point. Came out in the '90s, folks. Yeah, you you had plenty of time. Yeah. Um. You, you, and yeah, you find you you could if you find the research notes that indicate that super mutants are are sterile. Um. And I want to say there's one other thing you can find out too. Um. You can just confront the master with it, and he's like, "What? No, no, no." No! Yeah. No! And then he blows himself up with a nuclear bomb. Yeah, in which case... Like you do. Yeah, like you do. (laughs) Um, I mean, there's no wrong approach. Um, You know, you can can talk your way through it. You can shoot your way through it. You can sneak your way through it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's actually one of the things that I thought was a failure, a failing of Fallout 2. Um, Fallout 2... To the best of my knowledge, you cannot talk your way out of the the Frank Harrigan fight at the end of the game. I've never been able to do it. In theory, you can. Um, I've never been able to pull it off. I've never been able to pull it off, but I've never tried. I have. um, And to the best of my knowledge, it cannot be done, which is a shame. Um, But that's okay, because... What you can do instead is convince a squad of eight Enclave soldiers to back you up as you fight Frank Harrigan, which turns the fight into a stupidly easy fight. And that's also the way you can get the Endgame boss gun, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a specific gun. It's called the Endgame boss gun that you're not normally supposed to be able to get your hands on. (laughs) It fires Endgame boss gun bullets. Where do you find those? On Frank Harrigan. (laughs) The thing is, his body's not supposed to be lootable. Mm-hmm. But there was a bug <laughs> because you also have to mention bugs when you talk, mention Fallout games. Yeah. There's a bug where you could talk, you you could push one of the Fallout enclave, one of the enclave uh, soldiers onto his body, then kill that soldier. As long as you didn't make his body explode, you could then loot his body and have a little over tick arrow to Frank Harrigan's body to get his super badass uh, end game boss. I mean, of course, it's pointless because at that point the game's over right after you do that you can also go back to uh to new reno and get the uh and get the uh the the prima strategy strategy guide from uh from the drunken priest whose name i can't remember 
Which, if you read that, uh, takes all of your all of your attributes up to ten, and all of your skills up to three hundred percent. Right, uh, <laughs> that's Fallout Two. Um, Sorry, I, I I will get sidetracked easily because Fallout Two is the one I can talk about the most. I right. well, I played that game to death. We'll do that one next. Don't I know, we'll I know. Um, but yeah, with Fallout One, I think the thing with Fallout One I like is the is the is the journey of a normal person becoming a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're coming out of the vault. Yep. I also like how it, uh, how you, how, you know, spoiler alert again, you get kicked out of the vault at the end of the game. Yeah, at the end of the game, like, thanks very much, go away. Because you scare the hell out of us. Yeah. What are you now? Yeah, you, you know, what, and other people are going to be wanting to be like you. Mm-hmm. You know, and then what's the point? And this is the other thing about, about Fallout. Um, it's one that I kind of disagree with, but I also, it makes the gameplay, is the vault experiments. I love the vault experiments. I mean, I think they're horrible and evil, yeah. but I love the, I love the concept of them. The fact, the idea that, yeah, we're, you know, we're not a government agency. Yeah. But, uh, you know what? <laughs> Since we're going to be saving everyone's lives... Why don't we pre- uh, perform horrible, evil uh, psychological experimentation on them for the fun of it? Yeah, just to see what's going to happen. Yeah, what happens when you lock three hundred men and a single woman in uh, in, in, in a in a cramped yeah, in, um, or you know, three hundred women and a single man in a different vault? Right. Um, vault because because they're all they're they're very. Uh, they're, they're very equal opportunity evil monsters. Uh, <laughs> then there's the one with the puppets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the one that uh, that became canon after uh, after uh, Gabe and Tycho from Penny Arcade did a comic about it for New Vegas. Yeah. Today oh. is the king's birthday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the puppets. <laughs> one oh. guy in the vault with nothing but puppets, and then there was it was. Uh, you know, the Gary Vault clones of the same guy, yeah. or or the uh, Vault, the one underneath the Boneyard, uh, Vault Twenty something. Vault, which uh, I thought it was vault, like Vault Twelve or something. Some it's some Vault number or another, um, but they uh, some also doll, uh, also sometimes dubbed the Richer Than Hell Vault, uh, where you put a bunch of rich people um, and a few poor people. And make the armory lock super easy to pick, and see what happens. We just put yeah, we just put a bunch of one percenters in with a with a bunch of poor people, with lots and lots of guns. Let's see what happens. Yep. I mean, vault the vault experiments are the ultimate in here. Hold my beer. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, and and it just you got the one that you know that was uh, the. The one that was, um, I thought it was the Necropolis was, that was the one that was, um, yes, the one that's in the, the Necropolis that the doors were never designed to close correctly. <laughs> you know, so everybody got turned into fucking ghouls. Yeah, well. Or, you know, Vault 15, which was supposed to be like, yeah, Vault 12 was underneath uh, the Necropolis, and what was the stated experiment? Every amenity in mind. Uh, preparedness. Pre-war ad. That's the advertising. What was the actual experiment? What was the illicit experiment? 
Ah! <laughs> oh, if it's under the necropolis, I think that's the one where the mm-hmm. the doors never closed. Yeah, looks like it's just there isn't a listed. Uh, there is not. Well, at least not on the on the Fallout wiki. There's not a listed. This was what the uh, what the experiment was for. Oh yeah, yeah. No, there it is. Um, by not closing the door, they never closed the front vault door. That was what it was. Yeah, yeah. The front vault door would never would never close correctly. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, just. And of course, that's where you get the water chip too. Yeah. And yeah. You so have vault, vault, you have vault thirteen, which is a control vault. Mm-hmm. You oh know. yeah, it, it literally was never supposed to open. So the overseer was like, because the overseer is always in on it. Mm-hmm. Like ah shit, I gotta open the doors. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the other reason that they kicked the, that, that they kicked the vault dweller out at the end of the. Yeah, because he, you know, he has been changed. He is no longer control. Right. Uh, now, this is he or she. That was yeah. the other thing I actually really loved about the games. You don't have to play a man. You don't have to play a woman. You can play whomever you like. And it doesn't actually have too much impact, in, except in who you can have sex with. Actually, it does. In um, when you get to the Black Widow perk. That was only in three, four, in, in 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 three New Vegas and four, though. Yeah, because in that one, most of the opponents you face are, are men. Yeah, <laughs> at which point it's, there is a statistical advantage to playing woman. Uh, but in the first two games, uh, the only real big difference was um, that I can really think of it was in Fallout Two. You can have sex with Metzger to free Vic for free mm-hmm. instead of uh, as long as you as long as you have enough uh, endurance and charisma. Yeah, because that's a fight, but that's in Fallout too. Yeah. Um, Once again, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Fallout One basic plot structure. Uh, as I nearly spilled my drink, uh, but not quite. Um, the vault is running out of water um, because the water purification computer has gone kaputsk. Um So your job is to go out and find another chip that will fix the computer. Yep, the uh, the master control chip for your for your water purifier. <laughs> so you have 150 days, and you could extend that by hiring water merchants to go to the vault. But that's actually a double-edged sword, because once you do that, which only takes the first half of the game, I'll point out. Once you do that, then you find out that there's this guy called the master. And he is creating this army of things called super mutants. Using this little thing called the FEV, or Forced Evolutionary Virus. Yes, that was really, inst- uh, that was really introduced in the very first game. First game, my <laughs> god! Yeah, and, and has been, a, and has been a, a complete holdout ever since. My, the only question I've ever had was in Fallout 3, how the hell did... The FEV virus get to Boston. Or not Boston, but... Uh, Washington? Washington. Well, that was not the only place the FEV virus was. It was developed in D.C. Okay. Because the Enclave was out there. Not in DC I could have well. sworn that it, was in, that, it was developed in, uh, that it was developed in the NORAD base. Um, well, there was research, it was research there, but I think they were developing it in... In okay. It's something that it's something that I I feel is one of is only one of, one of the very few like real, not holes in the plot but weaknesses of the plot. It's never very well explained. 
the FEV or how it got to Washington. How it got to Washington. How it got to Boston makes perfect sense. The Institute's playing with it. Oh, yeah. The Institute's fucking around with it. Yeah. Uh, but and then again, it made it to Vegas, too. Yeah. Well, Vegas, at least, is not... Well, New Vegas is the same area. Because you're all up and down the west, the, the west coast, going all the way, potentially, up into Nevada. But remember, Vegas is on the other side of the Rockies. Oh, uh, yeah, that's I mean, true. That's a, that's a state over, man. They don't even have water. <laughs> yeah, well, Sulik's from there, though. True. Well, Sulik from... Yeah, he's... Yeah, Sulik came across the... Uh, Sulik came across the entire freaking Great Plains. Yeah, before... He, was, he, he like, started out in freaking, like... Illinois or something. Yeah, and that's another great thing about about the whole Fallout game. You have people from all over. I mean, it's just like it does encompass the entirety of America. Yeah. But yeah, the Force Evolutionary Virus, Enclave, mm-hmm. and this is where we also plant the seeds for the NCR. Yeah. Um, By uh, kicking the cons and the and the, uh, and the scorpions out of out Shady Sands. Out of Shady Sands. And saving Tandy. Tandy. Who then becomes the first president of the NCR. President Tandy. Yeah. Yep. And it's just like... And and the funny thing is, is you walk into her office wearing the same vault suit. Yep. As the guy who saved her ass. And she doesn't recognize it. Well, she does after a moment because oh, don't forget, there's also a fucking statue of the vault dweller outside, outside right. who canonically was male mm-hmm. because um, I think in every canon insta- instance, like anytime, anytime the other the previous games are mentioned, the uh, the the vault the vault dweller the um, the lone wanderer yeah well, oh no the vault the vault dweller the vault dweller the chosen one chosen one that was it yeah. The Lone Wanderer, um, and the uh, the Courier, and what do they call the fifth one? Lone Survivor. The Lone Survivor. Man, that that's just them recycling Lone Wanderer, though. Uh, not really, because in because um, Lone Wanderer comes out of out of Vault One Hundred One. Yeah. Um, and you know they're wandering all by themselves. Mm-hmm. Lone Survivor survives. Yeah, the Institute coming in and <clears throat> potentially replacing them with a with a synth. You are right. That's uh-huh. that's actually I love that particular uh, plot thread in Fallout Four. If you played uh, Far Harbor, yeah. but man, we're getting off track again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, we played all of these games so much. It's <laughs> no, it's like playing history. It's like you know, it's like having one character with his vast history. Mm-hmm. Even though you know, it's a couple hundred years apart. You yeah, but there can be only one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's like, but in especially when you're playing as Bad Bob. I should explain this. Um, you should. I'm going, what? <laughs> all right. So this is actually something, an idea I stole from my brother. Um, there was, to explain the name, um, there was a television show, um, an old CG television show called Reboot. I remember Reboot. Reboot was great. Reboot still holds up, even though the animation was, like, from the early frigging 90s, and it was early, like early, early days of CG, like, they were the pioneers of it. Um, and the second episode, uh, the, 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 the show takes place inside a computer, and they end up playing games, which are a way, uh, which is a way to have, you know, the computer game take them to some place where they can make a send-up of something. Right. Um, 
in the second episode called Bad Bob, the game is a Mad Max riff. Rip. Um, so, and, um, and, and so that's where the name comes from. Uh, it's a reboot reference. But the Bad Bob playthrough is something I stole from my brother and something I've done in every Fallout game since. Mm-hmm. Which is where you play as a guy, you wear the leather armor, you carry a shotgun, and you kill absolutely everyone you see. It does not matter who they are, what their importance is. Literally, like you start Fallout Three, you go back into Fall or Fallout. Sorry, you start Fallout One, you go back into into Vault Thirteen if if you can. Like as soon as you get out to the uh, out to Jump Town, you can go back to Fallout Thirteen for. Uh, assistance or guidance or help to talk mm-hmm. to the overseer, and you go in, you know the overseer, and you shoot him in the head. Which is also what happens if you have the bloody mess perk. At the oh end. yeah, you absolutely take the bloody mess perk yeah. uh, because, of course, you take the bloody mess perk. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> and it exploded. <laughs> yes, and and you just go through and you kill everyone. You kill Killian Darkwater. You kill. Uh, you kill Zero. Um, the, the two people that are that are vying for control of Junktown. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you guy. just kill everybody. Um, and it's actually a really kind of interesting and satisfying playthrough because, yeah, you, you've skipped the entire story, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, there is something interesting about being just this this god of infinite destruction as well. The only survivor. Yes. <laughs> become the only survivor of the wasteland. Congratulations, I am the wasteland now. Right. <laughs> Shit, I don't have any... I, I'm going to die. When I die, that just this entire area will be completely bereft of life. Because you kill all the animals, too. Right. You kill the Brahmin. Moo, I say. <laughs> so, that's an interesting thing you bring up. In Fallout, all the way, for, all the way through, but in Fallout especially... We see so many amazing call-outs to post, you know, post-apocalyptic fiction. Yeah. Because all other armor only has one arm on it. Yes, because <laughs> Mad Max. Because Mad Max. Um, you know, uh, we run across... Uh, the uh, In Fallout 2, just to get distracted again, the, um, mm-hmm. the highwaymen. Mm-hmm. Is pretty much the Mad Max uh, cruiser. Yeah, yeah, the, the car you get. Yeah, <laughs> and I love the music to that. That's oh, just yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. But then also, um, all the way through, every dog, dog meat. Yep. Which is basically Mad Max's dog. Yeah. Um, but then you get. That's because the whole thing is very heavily inspired by by Mad Max. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, why not post post nuclear apocalypse? Yeah, in a desert in, in a desert landscape. Why not call Mac back to Mad Max? Yeah, your aesthetic is pre built. Another thing about the about the whole thing is that whole Reagan goth post uh, retro futuristic. Mm-hmm. It's very diesel punk. Yeah. Because the whole the whole premise is based on the idea that transistors were never fucking invented. Yeah, but nuclear power was. We had nuclear power before we had transistors. Um, yeah, but microfusion cells. <laughs> yeah, but they're big, man. <laughs> but, but they're huge. I mean, yeah. But the whole idea is that it has this fifties. Aesthetic, yeah, you know, 
Well, it's steeped in it's steeped in the theoretical futuristic of fifties pulp pulp. Yeah, the the house of tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, which you get to live in in Fallout 4. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the whole idea of... The fifth one, by the way. <laughs> the fifth one. All of the fifth and solid Fallout 4. <laughs> the eighth and you, you count all the other shit. Yeah, technically I want to say, what, the, no, the sixth, if you count Fallout Tactics. But. There's Fallout Tactics and Fallout Brotherhood of Steel. I thought they were the same game. I don't know. Because mm. I, I could have sworn the whole thing was... It was originally marketed as Fallout Brotherhood of Steel... Mm. In some markets and, and Fallout Tactics in some other markets. Now it's just marketed as Fallout Tactics Brotherhood of Steel. But maybe I'm just crazy. I don't uh, like the games. Yeah, I, I don't either. So, you know, there's a whole big hazy, <laughs> hazy, you know, haze of ignorance over mm-hmm. there that I am perfectly content to leave in place. So you played the Ninja in Fallout 1. Did you have, did, did you, uh, did, did you uh, collect a crew or did you actually just go out and. Oh, I, I collected a crew. There's. You always have to have dog meat. You always have to have dog meat. And I'm sorry, when you're in... I got killed... You know, I... Uh, I would, would get killed going to the Rad Scorpion cave trying to ninja that shit out. Yeah, well, that's because you got to take uh, Ian with you. Exactly. You've got to take Ian with you so he can, you know... Um, get poison for you. You can get poison for you, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, good God, you don't... You don't do that shit alone. Yeah. Um... I always put together the biggest team I could, which I would. So I would always end up with in Fallout One because I always played the the used door salesman of uh, the wasteland. Used door salesman? Yeah, sure. Why not? Used car salesman. Used door. Salesman. No, the thing is, the thing is, yeah. if you got if you got your, I, I would focus on getting my barter up to like three hundred percent right at the beginning of the game because you know what you can do when you when you have your barter that high. Hmm. You can go to a store and you say, uh, "Oh, hey, you got some? Uh, you got some? You got like five flares there? That's cool. Um, I- I'd like to buy those five flares. How much you want for them? Right? Six caps? Sure, sure. That, that sounds that sounds reasonable. Here you go. And look at, a, at the at the flares for a second. You know, these flares are actually really good. Um, tell you what, I'll sell them to you for twelve caps." <laughs> 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 and you could, and, and you had a high enough barter, um, you could do that like with anything. Uh, so you ended up leaving the store with usually I would leave them with a flare, mm-hmm. or maybe two caps. Yeah, you just you just uh, <laughs> barter your way through everything. And, and then what I would do because I had a posse, I had dog meat, I had Ian, I had Tycho, I had. Um, mm-hmm. What's her name? The knife chick. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Because uh, you could get, I think, up to four companions in that. And I gave them all. I, I gave Tycho the I gave Tycho the, the the combat shotgun or the or the jackhammer if I could get it. I can't remember if that was in Fallout One or Two. Yeah, I just so I gave him the combat shotgun. Yeah. Um, I gave uh, and I gave the other two um, SMGs, mm-hmm. and I would always carry the Red Rider LEPB gun. Yeah, the Red Rider. That's another Fallout thing, man. <laughs> Red Rider fucking Ellie, which would do as much damage in Fallout 2, do almost as much damage as a freaking sniper. It's rifle. the most powerful gun in the game. Uh, in both, well, okay, in the second, in Fallout 2, the Gauss rifle was technically slightly better. Mm, yeah. 
Um, the Gauss weapons were better, but uh, you could hit BBs a lot easier than 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 two point five EC ammo. Yeah, you you load up, you know, you load up in jump town, and you don't and you don't have to reload until fucking. Uh, yeah, because you know it's only got a hundred BBs in the bar in, in yeah. the case. Yeah, <laughs> God. Um, and you know, it, and the thing was, it had a, it had an ungodly accuracy, mm. and always dealt twenty three points of damage. Yeah, but it had a high spread. Well, yeah, well, always dealt twenty three points as its as its base damage. Right. And because it had an ungodly accuracy, what you did, and I was so mad they took this out of Vats, was you shot people in the eyes. You shot their eyes out, kid. <laughs> Shoot their eyes out. <laughs> but yeah, and, and then oh. and then they explode. Yeah, you got bloody butt. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this is where we first see the the advent of Vats. Yeah. Um, but the controls on that are so different. Yeah. Because you have to right click to get to the right icon. You know, so it's like, do I want to look at this? Do I want to travel? Do I, you know, want to pick this yeah. up? Um, Man, I just always kept my shooting on targeted shot. Yes, it costs an extra action point. By the way, everything cost action points because it was turn based. Mm-hmm. Um, and that did not go away. Not, just, not you just you only saw it in vats. Yeah. Um, but it, yes, it, it costs an extra action point. But the fact of the matter is if you shoot someone in the head or the, or the eyes, it's almost always a critical hit. Mm-hmm. And so you, sh- you fight smarter, not harder. You let your, you, you let your team go out and go, <laughs> you know, daka, 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 daka. Right. You are just sitting there with the sniper rifle or the red rider and you're like, poop. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, one shot, one kill, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it's—I mean, it threw it threw back to so many things. You have the Red Rider, you know, especially since ammo was so freaking rare in Fallout One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had to, which was one of the things I enjoyed about it, even as it frustrated. Oh crap yeah, out yeah, of it. it was it was very realistic too because yeah. um, you had because this was people. This was very early people coming, like, you know, people are are pretty much hanging out in palmed out portions of cities mm-hmm. or junkyards, in mm-hmm. the case of Junktown, or what have you. You um, have no industry. You don't have industry. Uh, the, the Civilization has not yet begun to rebuild right. like it has in every game since then, mm-hmm. which can justify, oh, well, you know, someone took apart a bullet to work out what was in it, and now they can make more. Precisely. And then, and then, of course, we also first see bottle caps mm-hmm. at Nuka Cola. Yep. Which, love that. We start seeing other things in different games, but Nuka Cola is the, is the prime it's, for yep. one and two. Nuka Cola. Funny thing is, I never drank Nuka Cola in the first two games at all. Hmm. Like, ever. Um, but then I pretty much subsisted entirely on stim packs. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't bothering bothering to eat or drink anything. I was just shooting my body full of stims. Yeah. Well, that's see, that's the other thing is, is the drugs in that game. You've got stim packs. You've got mintats. You've got radix. You've got Radaway. You got buff out. Buff you out. Mint Jet. Hat. Psycho. Jet actually wasn't invented until Fallout Two. True. Um, it was something special specifically for Fallout Two, which I thought was cool. Came out of New Reno. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But you had, but you definitely had Psycho and Buff Out and 
Men, uh, Medex. Medex actually was Fallout 3. Yeah, for, we first saw that in... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fallout 3. And then, if, and then in Fallout 4, you get, like, Psychojet and grape-flavored Mentats. Grape, yeah, you get flavored... We get the flavored Mentats. You see those in... Uh, you first started to see those in uh, Fallout 3. I don't remember that, but I'll take your word for it. Oh, right. You can win them. Um, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I mean, they had the... the and but they also treated it as... Even though it was, a, you know, more beneficial, they could become addictive. Yeah. And it was like, it was a side effect. You had, you were rolling the dice every time you injected yourself with yeah. pretty much anything. Except for stims. Uh, the stims were not addictive because they just healed you. Although... Uh, the, the science behind that uh, stim packs are bullshit. But um, there, there's a YouTube video uh, where someone works out the science of how the hell does a stim pack heal you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you know, you could potentially do it. Um, it would have to be full of calories and protein and um, other things and would most likely kill you because you make your heart have to beat really fast to be able to Flow blood to the place where, where it was trying to do the healing. Yeah, yeah. Well, this was a bunch of nano, you know, nanotechnology doing the healing. Yeah, obviously, obviously, yeah, nanotechnology fixes the whole problem, but <laughs> yeah, but it's really big nanotechnology because it has really tiny vacuum cubes. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was just like, <laughs> yeah, and and those things stick throughout the whole, you know, yeah. throughout the whole game. Um, they experimented with with a currency in Fallout Two, but I was glad they went back to caps. Yeah, and of course it's Coca Cola caps. Yeah, you know, um, and so you get a free, so you get one dollar every time you drink a Coca Cola. Every, every time you get a Coca Cola, that's, that's why right. a Coca Cola always costs at least two dollars. <laughs> right, two caps. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like you, you don't you, once you played Fallout. You know, and and I also love that they make their change in the timeline go far back to about World War Two, the yeah. end of World War Two. Um, mm-hmm. And this is where we see the first hints of that, which is beautiful in that game. Um, yeah, they have the, the leather armor, the metal armor. Mm-hmm. We don't really see powered armor in that game, do we? Fallout One. Fallout. Well, we don't see Fallout Armor. Uh, power Armor. You don't see Power Armor until you go talk to the Brotherhood of Steel. Yeah, it's where we first see them. Yeah. Um, and in fact, if you want to get the good ending for the game, you can't do their quest. The Brotherhood of Steel. If you want to get the best ending for their game, for, for that, for the game, uh, you cannot go and do the Brotherhood of Steel quest because it takes so long to get down to the glow and back. Mm. Because yeah, you have to. Uh, it takes so long in that after that point the um, super mutants will have destroyed at least one of the cities right um, it's kind of an interesting conundrum yeah and then you also um, trying to remember, yeah because you can't do their quest but man that's and that's the one with a little bitty uh, we can start we can first start the, uh, futzing around with cybernetics or is that part um, of Fallout 2? That's in Fallout 2. Yeah. You can get, uh, you can get cybernetic enhancement, in, in, in implant chips that will give you pluses to yeah. any, of your, in, any of your special stats. Um, yeah. But you can only have, like, one. Although, uh, no, in Fallout 1, they had the, uh, they had the armor implants. You could get, take, you could, uh, 
essentially it's, it's cosmetic surgery just with combat armor that you put underneath your skin um, because that's smart. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Gave you either ballistic resistance or, or energy resistance, depending on which one you pick. But you should only get one. Only get one. That's the thing about Fallout is it's full of choices. And the choices start, matter. Yes. And this is where we first start seeing the special system again all the way through. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, which funny, was, funny story. You want to know the main reason they had they used special? Because they were originally going to uh, go with the GURPS system, and that fell through. No, no, no. It was because they were originally going to use the D and D system of strength decks uh, of strength decks con Wiz, and uh, charisma. They couldn't, so they had to go with GURPS. Right. Um, <laughs> and then that didn't that, that didn't go through. Yeah. And then they had to create their own special system. Well, the special system is essentially just a bastardized GURPS system. Yeah. Um, Steve Jackson doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but, you know, it's just that you, so many things that they just planted the seeds with that particular yeah. game. It just, it kicked ass. I and didn't even, I'll, I'll be, although I'll be honest, I didn't notice that it was special until 3. Right. I didn't even notice it was a freaking acronym until Fallout 3 where they kind of hammered it, where they kind of beat it over, over your head with a stick. Yeah, uh, they beat it over your head with a baby rattle, almost literally. <laughs> you're special, right? <laughs> yeah, when you're an infant. Although at the same time, Dan Bull has a really great rap about uh, about the special system, where he goes through each uh, stat. Dan Bull, by the way, great rapper. Um, and at least great geek rapper. Shut yeah. up, all my fans who like actual rap. <laughs> all six of you. Yeah. Um, you know where you live, Mike. <laughs> I'm trying to just... All the things they introduced with that that just stayed with it all the way through that they didn't bastardize. Yeah. You they know, only I mean, ever... That was that was the thing that, um, that I was worried about. We're not really talking about Fallout 1. We're just talking about Fallout. Maybe we should do an episode on Fallout 1 next. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we tried, but, you know. Yeah, I think, I think, it, I think an overall perspective yeah. on Fallout... Bethesda was did a good job of not of of taking their the IP that they got their hands on mm-hmm. and not fucking it up. Yeah, which is actually really impressive because you see a lot of things where an IP gets picked up at, by some other company because you know publishing houses go out of business because you know, they yeah. do um, like they do and. And so you know, somebody comes out with a new game like, uh, oh, like the later Ultima games. Yeah. After like the Black Isle, or yeah, the Black Isle, um, Ultima Four, the, all the Ultima games just kind of start going downhill really, really goddamn fast. Uh, so also the same thing starting to happen with the Final Fantasy games. Mm-hmm. Fallout. Uh, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do things on Fall, on Final Fantasy this year too. But um, Final Fantasy fifteen, I've heard, is actually a really good return to form. But it just that you know, originally you had armor and you know this that and the other was all turn based. But then they started introducing the um, you know instead of spells, you had the what is it? Um, in Fallout Seven, you had materia. Materia. And I did just, not. I didn't like materia, but that wasn't because of. That wasn't because of the system itself. I just didn't like the way... I didn't like the additional grind of leveling materia. The materia system itself, was, I, I thought, was just fine. Just having all the materia have separate experience points, the, the separate experience pool that 
Yeah, you fuck the grind. And yeah, you know, as they tried to get more streamlined, mm-hmm. you know, they basically was like, "Oh no, you can't cast spells anymore. It's all materia." Yeah, well, yeah. they only did that in Fallout Seven. Fallout Eight, there the, was a thing in the in the Final Fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> fall, yeah, Final Fantasy. In the Final Fantasy series, they tried to get innovative uh, after six, mm-hmm. with some successes and some and some uh, failures. But we should really talk about that in its own series. Right. Let's get back to Fallout. But that's and that's the that's the contrast of you know contrast I'm trying to make is Fallout has always stayed true to mm-hmm. its IP. Yeah, I was concerned when we went from Fallout 2 to Fallout 3. Because it went from turn-based to first-person. To first-person. I was just going, oh my god, not another fucking Doom, you know, uh, Doom clone or whatever. Although, to be fair, Bethesda's uh, copy, uh, new iteration of Doom, fucking fantastic! But that's because it's Bethesda and they know what to do with this kind of thing. Yeah. Because, always, first and foremost, like you said... You know, respect the world. Yeah, respect the IP, respect the world, everything stuff. You know, and the things they added to it only added to it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with with Fallout Three, the radio stations. Yeah, this is Three Dog. Yeah, oh, that was awesome. You know, and then you, you know, then you got, then you had, uh, and it wasn't just the one. You had the Enclave radio yeah, station. Yeah, Enclave. This Hello. is John Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, America. This yeah. is your president, John Henry Adams, or whatever the hell my name is. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, and it is just they they st- and and they added to it because then the DJs would talk about your exploits. Yep. Um, so new story coming out of Vault One Hundred and One. Right. Turns out that law. <laughs> yeah. T- turns out a bunch of super yeah super mutants. Yeah, way to go, 101, or, um, you know, and, and it would, depending upon what you did, Yep. you know, would depend upon the kind of reaction you got. So it looks like Vault 101 just completely destroyed the town of Megaton. Yeah. I'm ashamed of you, 101. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was where playing a, playing a female character really messed things up. Really? Well, that messed things up, but it, it allowed you to get a uh, in in three. You can basically seduce the guy that wants you to blow up Megaton, mm. and he'll go away. I did not remember doing that, and I yeah. And full disclosure, I almost always play female characters in these games for some reason. It's it, probably it's, weird, but yeah, it's um, yeah. I just I've I've never actually blown up Megaton. I have, but that's because I try to do an evil run in, in, in every game, in, in every Fallout game, because it's kind of fun. Yeah. Siding with the master is a lot of fun in Fallout One. <laughs> Back to Fallout One, by the way. Uh, yeah. Uh, eventually, you end up having to go to the cathedral, and you have to go to um, the boneyard, right? No, no, it's the cathedral, and it was where's where the master is. The boneyard. The cathedral's in the boneyard. Oh yeah, the cathedral's in the boneyard. That's it. Um, which is basically Los Angeles. And then, and then you also have to end up blowing. Yeah, you end up having to blow up uh, cathe- the cathedral and the uh, and um, name of the base Nellis? in the mountain. Oh, Cheyenne? No. Um, yeah, no, it is. It's it's freaking. Uh, it's not Cheyenne because that's in Colorado. Um, you're right. Uh, um, but it's it's this thing in a mountain where the master's army is is all based out. Of. That you actually go back to in Fallout 2. It's the uh, Sierra Depot. 
Sierra, okay. Yeah. Is it Navarro? Uh, Navarro is... Um, Navarro's the name of the... Of, no, that's Arroyo. Um, maybe it is Navarro. Shit. To the internet! Dun, da, da. <sighs> maybe I should have actually played, the fall, played Fallout 1 again. <laughs> maybe it is Navarro. No, Navarro is the name of the base that uh, that the Enclave is based out of in Fallout 2. Right. Uh, completely different base. No, it's the Sierra Army Depot, which is outside, which is actually just outside New Reno. Right. Uh, which is not a visible visible location in Fallout One. Yet. Yes, because it hasn't really been built yet. Yeah. Uh, but then you go back there in Fallout Two, and that's where you get the Red Rider BB gun. In Fallout Two, you fish a guy out of cryostasis. He uh, then he melts because he d- deals with cryoshock, and he had the Red Rider LE gun. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you end up having to destroy um, the Sierra Army Depot and uh, to destroy the the most the majority of the Master's army. And you have to go to the Cathedral and you have to either kill the Master, which sets off a nuclear bomb, or convince the Master that he's crazy, which sets off a nuclear bomb. Either way, you lo- you leave, you run away. Um, Fast, like you do. And hopefully you found a way to see- keep Dogmeat alive throughout the whole of it, which is really, really hard because in Fallout 1, your companions don't level with you. And they can die. Yes, well, they can still die. They can die in Fallout 2 as well, yeah. but they level with you, which makes things a lot easier. Yeah. Also in Fallout 2, Dogmeat's a special hidden character, so he's super badass, but we really need to stop talking about Fallout 2 while we talk about Fallout 1. Right. Because uh, <laughs> in Fallout 1, you're on foot all the way through. Yep. Big difference. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, you end up getting out, and then you go back to Vault 13, and the Overseer's like, thank you, now get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. And then you go and and settle the, the village of Arroyo. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's where Fallout, Fallout 2 differs from all the other Fallout games. Because it's a direct sequel to another Fallout game? Well, no. Actually, it doesn't. Um, because New Vegas, Fallout 1, 3, and 4, you're a vault dweller. Mm-hmm. Fallout 2, you're a descendant of the vault dweller. Mm-hmm. Fallout Three, you're just some, you're just some New waste. Vegas. Yeah, Fallout you're just some. So that, that's actually uh, the main criticism I have of New Vegas. <clears throat> but we will get to that. Yeah. Later days. Um, but yeah, it, it's but yeah. Fallout <laughs> One, I think, has one of the had one of the best endings mm-hmm. because yeah, in becoming, which ending? Because there's so many endings. That's the other thing. That that's the thing I love about all the Fallout games. Well, when I, every when I see, decision you make mm-hmm. in each area actually it's not the illusion of choice like you had in the Bioware game like in in uh, mm-hmm. uh, what you call it Mass Effect games where um, well trust me the Mass Effect games you had what looked like choice mm-hmm. but you had no choice right you had you, you had what game designers refer to as the illusion of choice right the magician's force yeah um, where yeah sure you can decide whether you want to be nice or bad right now right here. But all that happens is you get a very minor split, uh, branching uh, talk path that then reconverges back to the central line again. Yeah. Um, it's not really choice. Yeah. Fallout, every Fallout game has something different. It has actual, legitimate agency and choice. And, and, and each ending, it's not just one ending. Yeah. There's like... <clears throat> seven different endings for every single one you do including an ending and this is why I do the bad Bob run through there is including including an ending where you killed everyone 
Yeah. They act, the, the developers thought of everything. It's like, it's like, should we have an ending where everyone in the vault is dead and it's the vault dweller's fault because they killed them all? Yeah, yeah, yeah we should. Yeah. Someone yeah. might do that. Get Ron Perlman to re- record another three lines of dialogue. Yeah, no shit. I mean, it's like, <laughs> God, I want to be, you know, I would want, you know, it's like, hey, Fallout 16's coming out this year. All right. It's like, get sign me up because, sign me up as a character, you know, as a narrator because, mm-hmm. you know, my, my month is filled. Yeah. <laughs> Recording all the, all the dialogue. Yeah. Thing. Also, okay. But st- uh, yeah. Fallout. Um, Ron Perlman. I didn't realize it was Ron Perlman for a long for the longest time. It's freaking Hellboy. Yeah. Okay. You know who plays Aradesh? Aradesh. Uh, Tandy's father. Oh yeah. No, I didn't. Who plays him? Mr. Monk. Tony Shalhoub. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, Richard Dean Anderson uh, does uh, <laughs> does uh, does a voice in there. Um, uh, not Ian, but the other uh, the the sheriff. Oh, uh, Killian. Killian, yeah. Killian Darkwater. Oh, damn, you're right. It is. <laughs> it is yeah, um, they get names, man. Yeah. Oh, I mean, in Fallout in 2, um, the super mutant is fucking... Marcus, yeah. Uh, it's, Marcus is... It's freaking... Worf. Um, yeah, well, no, uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's Worf, but what's his? What's that actor's name? God uh, damn. I, I should know his name. I, I have it on the top of my, uh, tip of my tongue. Um... Not Christopher Judge. That's uh, that's a different uh, dark skinned alien. Um, Michael Dorn. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, hell, fucking Fallout Three had Liam freaking Neeson as your father. Yeah, as your father. I was like, wait, oh yeah, Fallout Three, right? The one that I was like, hey, that's Liam Neeson. Too bad this is not as good a game as I was hoping it would. I was very disappointed by Fallout Three. Uh, Fallout Three, yeah. I, as you add stuff to it. Uh, it gets better, um, but and then um, New Vegas, Mister Las Vegas does one of the, is yeah. the is the uh, yeah. I, lo- I I loved New Vegas. I, I my all my friends say oh New Vegas. It's like I enjoyed I enjoyed. New I was Vegas like, are you kidding? New Vegas was great. Yeah, I enjoyed New Vegas. Um, it was a return to the to the West. Yeah, and. Fucking, you do not get much better than than Kaiser's Legion. Yeah, Kaiser's Legion. Great. Oh my god, they put some thought into that. Yeah. You know, oh. But that's that's three episodes from now. Yeah, that's three episodes from now. Uh, good god, I mean, yeah. We could, we obviously could talk about this for a long time. Damn straight. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is that's that's why I have played Fallout since it came out. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they're great games. There's just. Yeah. And th- there's so much depth in, to, to them. It's just it's just kind of flabbergasting. It's like yeah, um, especially in, in, and more so in Fallout One than any other game. You want to do the shirt? You don't want to do X? Sure, sure. go for it. Yeah, open you know sandbox. Um, and, and you know you, we start to see the first in you know of the thirteen Commonwealths. You know of the United was it the USSA? Yeah, something. Um. um it is. I'm trying to remember what USSA stands for. Search. It's not United States Space Administration. <laughs> Although I do have the Mr. Pebbles uh, t-shirt. Mr. Pebbles. Yeah, the first cat shot in space. Oh, right, Mr. Pebbles. Um... 
Fallout 1. Killian Darkwater, as you said, played by... And I'm sorry, it wasn't, it wasn't Lucky, it was Gizmo. Was the name of the guy. Yeah, Richard freaking Dean Anderson. <laughs> right? <laughs> must have uh, needed some... Must not have, must have run out of MacGyver money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Got freaking bored. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's one of those things where, where you don't even realize the amount of... Of freaking... Wow. Well done, Wikia. You noticed my ad blocker and tried to get me to disable it. I'm not gonna. <laughs> You're gonna try to make me. I still ain't gonna. Morpheus played by David Warner. Who played Loxley? Loxley in Fallout? Yeah. Jeff Bennett. Yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some names in there. Yeah. It's always been impressive. Now, what? Now, here's the thing that I want to know. Because I can never remember who played him. Hmm. My favorite ghoul. He's been in every single game. Well, almost every single one of these games. Howard? Harold. Harold. And finding his voice actor is going to be hard because Wiki is being rather insistent. Hang on. Okay, I got him. Um, uh, Stephen Russell played him in uh, in Fallout 3. Charlie Adler played him in Fallout 2. What you need, youngster? <laughs> and of course you have Gordon from Gecko, but that's also Fallout 2. I think we should probably just get, give this a give uh, episode one a break at this point. Um, yeah. Dog meat's great. Tycho's awesome. I always called Cassidy in Fallout 2 Tycho instead of Cassidy <laughs> right. because he was freaking Tycho. Tycho's a great name. Yeah. Yes, it's the name of a toy line, but it's also just a good name. Right. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was and Tycho was a badass too. Yeah. Certifiable badass. He's like, yeah, so you ask him what, what sort of weapons he use. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in Fallout 1, it just, like I said, it laid so many, it, it had a background to it, it had a feel to it, it mm -hmm. was, you know, and... It set the, sc and it set the, the score for every other Fallout game going forward. Even yeah. Fallout 3 and, and 4, which are set on an opposite coast, are, you know, have so many callbacks back to thing mm -hmm. and I've heard they've been they've been making noises though obviously it's not nothing's yeah. confirmed yet at least as of our recording mm -hmm. but then the noises they've been making is that Fallout 5 is going to be set in Louisiana well, I've heard rumors to that effect which I think will be would be cool because I would love to see uh, I'd love to see uh, Fallout the Big Easy well no I'd love to see Cajun Fallout yeah because um, well, we saw something close to that with uh, 
point uh, point lookout. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, uh, which <laughs> it was a great. That was okay, a great DLC, thing. though. So the thing is, okay, Fallout. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we don't really start to see the horror side of things, but we start. We see. It Are you we, fucking kidding? The master gave me nightmares. Well, the master is part of the FEV things, but we see the Lovecraftian influences later. Oh yeah, but we see the aliens. <laughs> the alien influences early on. Well, yeah, but the, the alien, the, the aliens were a joke in the first two Fallout games. True. There's also a, doc, the Doctor also appears in Fallout One. True. You have the yeah the thing. Yeah, there's a police box that runs away, and then there's a freaking. Uh, we also see the uh, if you if, if that's in Fallout Two is the is the bridge. Yes, the bridge. Uh, Fallout One though, the yeah I think I think we should take quick a mention of the special encounters. Special yes. encounters are fun. Um, the special encounters, um, as you travel around, because you have a world map in Fallout 1. Yeah. Um, and you've got uh, just, well, they're special encounters. Um, because you could, you would frequently get random encounters where you had to fight fight dudes or maybe you ran into a merchant, a trap wandering merchant or something along those lines. Because it wasn't an open world game yet. It was an isometric, top-down. Uh, open world games did not exist at this time. Yeah, this was really the closest you got. Yeah, and they would just throw them in random places on mm-hmm. for you. And they were you know, Easter eggs. Yeah, um, but you had the auto repair store. Yeah, you, you had the alien ship um, um, where you could find the alien blaster, the second best gun in the game. Mm-hmm. After the Red Rider LE. Um, yeah, and by looking at the UFO, you discover a small label that reads "Property of Area 51." Yep. Return to found. Then Bob's pre-owned car mart. Bob's pre-owned car mart is where you find the red red rudder LE, but only if you know where to look. Um. Yeah. Um, but you can, if you go down the well, you'll get the red rudder LE. In. Yep. Then there's the Brahmin herd. Yep. The exploding bra- bra- the mad Brahmin herd that walks into you and explodes. Um. Was that Fallout Two? Uh, yeah, this is just a regular Brahmin, Brahmin herd, and then there's the giant footprint. Yeah, which has a which has the body of a guy who's got a stealth boy in the middle of it. Yeah, which kind of tells you how he died. <laughs> but then there's also the Nuka Cola truck. I had forgotten about the Nuka Cola truck with a huge amount of uh, bottle caps. Ah, yes. Which is depending on your luck. I have never seen a game take such advantage of luck before. Yeah, having an actual like dedicated luck stat is really cool. Yeah, and, and in in Fallout Two, you could also get perks that help you with the uh, yeah with luck. But uh, Fallout Two, you had the wild wasteland, the wild wasteland perk, yeah. which would give you all manner of that was, silly that was, shit. That was Fallout New Vegas. Um, was that? Yeah, it was a trait. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were always great. Um, is the Solar Scorcher in Fallout 1? I don't think so. Um, I knew it was in Fallout 2. Solar Scorcher. To the internet! The Solar Scorcher is a laser... P- is a, yes, it is in Fallout 1. I remember it's in Fallout, Fallout 1. Fallout 2. Oh, you're right, it is in Fallout 2. You did after the Guardian Forever. Oh, goodness, yeah. But uh, yeah, you, you know, Wikia, uh, I would disable my ad blocker if your ads weren't massive and invasive and horrible. <laughs> uh, because yeah, they're I, listening. <clears throat> but yeah, of course, everybody's listening. 
But yeah, Fallout One, War Never Changes. Um, and it's, it's and I love that they start they start and end it with that. Yeah, you because know. war never changes. Yeah. You walk and your character's walking off into the distance, you know, to you know, maybe die. Yeah. Well, to what well, we know. At although the end. at that level, although at that point, you're such a walking badass that no one will touch you. <laughs> yeah. It's like you know, at that point. At that point, you just like. Ah, oh, Raiders, glare! 16 points of damage! Ah, thud! You know? <laughs> well, you know, especially if you were like me and you did the Brotherhood of Steel quest, you were wearing you were wearing a freaking tank. Yeah, you're walking, you're walking around in a tank. It's so, like, what, yeah, what I is, mean... What are you? Fallout really set the set the bar for, mm-hmm. you know, because it, because they, they did it... One thing I also liked about it, they had a mix of normal weapons, like mm-hmm. the Mauser, yeah, you know the Mau- the Mauser pistol, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but then they had the ten millimeter pistol, yeah. you know. Uh, then they had the uh, uh, then you had the the um, the two twenty three pistol, yeah, which was basically the Freeman two twenty three pistol was all. It was like I, a, I, yeah, well, it was it was a hunting rifle that had been that had the barrel cut off. Yeah, and the stock cut off, and it was like <laughs> you have to have a fucking five strength to use it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like kablam! <laughs> it was an earth shattering kablam. And then, but then you had uh, you know the sub the submachine gun, yes, which was an H and K. That was what I liked about uh, Fallout Two. They had a number of different submachine guns you could get. Yeah, Sulik, yeah. because you always gave them the Sulik. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and, and but yeah, they had that mix there. So you had something to to touch it to our world, but then you also had. You know the new stuff, as mm-hmm. opposed to, you know, I'm using it's having to know all modern guns, you know, or know what to do. Yeah. You had the Desert Eagle, but you also had the 14 millimeter pistol. Yeah, you know. Um, so and yeah. then of course also they introduced interesting things like the power fist. Yeah, the power. And, yeah, and the super sledge. Yeah, I was going. How do you make a sledgehammer hit harder? You, you put, put rockets, rockets on it. it. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is you put rockets on the end, on the back end. That's one way. But then they also have the one that has the weight that comes down. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just like, geez, oh, the cattle prod. Yeah, you know. cattle prod, or um, you know, or the ripper. The ripper. Yeah, I which I which I like to point out that is totally a Warhammer 40k weapon. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's where they got the idea. Yeah, I mean it's got to be that or it's where Warhammer 40k got its idea. No, Warhammer 40k's been out been out for a long time. But yeah, I mean it's basically it's it's a combat knife that's a chainsaw. Yep. You know. So yeah, I think I think we're we're we've covered because it was also the first of the series. Mm-hmm. The There's other, a lot of things to talk about that 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 are just sort of ground la- ground layers. Yeah. And, but you know it was choice matters. Choice um, matters. Good setting. I think the setting endures. Yeah. Setting endures so well. Because, yeah. We, and, and interestingly enough, really, I mean, the setting is more about the strength of humanity than anything else. Right. But the, but the you know the postmodern or the the you know the retro futuristic yeah. feel to it. Retro future's great. <clears> it's just a fun aesthetic. Here, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's what a, you know because I like it. That someday I would love to run a Fallout game. You know, that could be done. Um, you could probably, you could, you could, well, not even probably. You could do it in GURPS. 
You do it in GURPS. You well, can because you can do it because you can do anything because I'd like to point out the the point the U in GURPS stands for universal, right? <laughs> you can do it in freaking Palladium. Yeah, but yeah, you can do it in Marl Project too. Yeah. Oh yeah, so easily. Anyways, yeah, I think I think we're we've covered everything we can in yeah. Fallout One because it just it lays the groundwork for Fallout mm-hmm. Two and everything that goes beyond. Yep. All right. Well, then I think we'll probably cut this episode short for now. Um, well, not short. It's been about an hour. But uh, <laughs> this has been Neil and the one true wastelander, Ben. And uh, we will be speaking to you next time on uh, Geek Fanthology. Geek Fanthology never changes, except for when it does. Retrospectives. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> this podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letter G and the number 6. Ending theme is March of the Mind by Kevin McLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast, or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. We read all of them. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash working theory. A final thought. The podcast was over. But war never changes.